You're listening to Sky's The Limit Radio. Fellas, you ever say some real good shit to a girl she say something back too quick? You don't got no response for it? Yeah, you like this dick, don't you? Oh, what I like about it. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't expect you to say what you said when you said it. I, I thought you were going to let me keep going because I had some other stuff I wanted to say. Let's just stop. I want to write some stuff down. It's no big deal. Whatever. Entertainment with no ceilings. In a world where boring sports talk has taken over the airwaves, breaking the mold of basic opinionated sports talk, just a bit outside, he tried the corner and missed. They're edgy, uncensored, and off the chain. I'm sorry, I don't know what just happened. No Boundaries Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Derek Fugers. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo, right here. Greg Wiley, the queen of the crop, and there is no one that does it better. For raw, uncut sports on a different level than you're used to. So grab some snacks, turn up the volume, and enjoy sports with no boundaries. Nobody does it better. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Craig Wiley Jr., and this is another edition of your favorite podcast. It is No Boundary Sports Talk. I'm joined with the homie, the man with the master plan. We got my boy, Derek Fugers, in the building. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Doing great. Got a lot of a lot of things to get off my mind today. Okay. So I'm, right, I'm glad to be here with you. Just survived a deadly hurricane here in Florida. So deadly. Let's not joke about it, but serious. There was a hurricane that just hit Florida. We got lucky enough, took a little bit more west slash north, and it stayed away from us. We got a little wind, we got a little rain. Yeah, North Florida got hit pretty hard. We're doing decent so far. Uh, haven't heard too much for anybody around our area as far as anything. But, uh, you know, prayers for everybody up in the north uh, part of Florida that are definitely going to be affected by the hurricane. But yeah, a lot of good things to talk about other than that. Uh, still, you know, didn't really work today, so I'm happy about that. Kind of, kind of good. Me neither. Off, so we're actually, you know, usually this show is always posted as a post production event. Correct. So people don't know what time we record, but we were actually recording a few hours earlier, earlier than when we usually do. Yes. And so, we could have done it even earlier, but you know, I decided, you know what, let's just let's chill just, out. Let's get some rest. I know you got a nap in, so I know that was one once needed. So. Oh. Can't go wrong with a good old nap. Oh no, wrong with an afternoon nap. I mean, never. That's what keeps us young. Yes, sir. AKA beauty sleep. Facts. Mine ain't really work so much in the beauty department. Listen, you're a handsome guy. I don't care okay. what anybody says. I don't care what the your exes say. I don't care what they say. You're handsome. I do you. It's usually the Carter that depicts on me. He's not an ex though. Yeah, whatever. But still, it's he ain't just, my type. Yeah, I mean, I like females. Dear. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got a lot of things to get into going off and jumping into the sneaker world, as always. First off, bam, uh, Jordan 1 high OG Palominos dropping this Saturday. If people don't know what they are, they kind of resemble, I wouldn't say they resemble the Travis 1 high uh, OG ones that he dropped. Uh, one of the first Nike Jordan collabs that he did, but... It's very close, and I know that the the mochas they were very close to the similar in, in colorway. They were they were hot as well, so I know this is going to be a, a hot sneaker. One. Just let you know, it's dropping this Saturday on the second via sneakers app, via Foot Locker app, via Sne- uh, Champs app, via Snipes, everything, so everywhere. Whatever you need them, you need to go get them. If you need a pair, holler at your boy because I can take care of you. 
I'm not saying I got them personally, but I know people who know people. And I know you do too. They know we people. Could, we could be your official Snoop uh, sneaker plug here. Facts. On said No Boundary Sports Talk. You could be, you're like, where do you get your sneakers from? All oh, these guys at No Boundary Sports Talk. So you can help plug the podcast and you'll be getting premium sneakers at the same time. Bam. And listen, I'm not trying to make no money off you. I'm going to get you from the price that, the, 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 that who I know is selling them for. So listen, no money is made off of me. We got you. Wink, wink. Uh, but yeah, uh, and obviously the J Balvins, they're dropping on the second as well. These are another hot snot out seeker that a lot of people have been seeing. GJ Callie, he was infamous, taking them right off J Balvin's feet. Motherfucker's crazy. You know, he's obviously royalty to the Jordan family, but at the same time, J Balvin, all these cats are on the come up. I believe Jalen Hurts just signed to be a Jordan brand athlete as well. So I think uh, Jordan brand is just obviously popping off. And I love what uh, what what, uh, what what you posted in in the, in the message group. Someone said these motherfuckers are crazy. All these LeBron fans still lining up to compare Jordans every weekend. Facts. <laughs> so, it goes down. I, I thought that was funny. And then Jay Balvin, Z sneakerhead. If you don't follow him on Instagram, was recording Jay Balvin with an all black pair. That he's uh, the pretty much the opposite of what he's dropping this Saturday. So be on the lookout for those too, man. Those look even better than the pair that are dropping this Saturday. They both look clean. They do look clean. I'm I would excited. like to get a, my hands on a pair. Listen, if I haven't seen nothing on sneakers apps, that's so what's worrying me right what, now. What's, what that tells me is either a they're waiting to put them on the sneakers app until like tomorrow or Friday, which they've done before, or b that they're not dropping this Saturday, and that's the only yeah. thing that I could really put into perspective. Because I haven't seen them on Champs or Foot Lock or anything either. Yeah, well, usually these high priority sneakers only really drop. Two places. When Travis Scott's shoes drop, they either drop on his website, uh, AstroWorld.com or TravisScottWorld.com, one of the two, and then Sneakers app. And then same with Jay Balvin. If Jay Balvin has his own website, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he drops some on his website, and then Sneakers apps usually drops them. So those are the only really two places you can get when they get these collab shoes, when then when Jordan Brand drops these collab shoes. So... Either but way, either way, man, it's going to be a tough get. But I'm, I do would, I would love to get a pair. I, I would love to get a pair, honestly. Yeah. The, 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 I think they, I think there's a good summer shoot, honestly. You know, and I'm, I know, I know summer's almost over, and we got fall coming up here soon, which I cannot wait for because Florida needs some cold weather. Yes, ASAP. we do. And I don't want to hear nobody complaining about the cold weather. First person I hear complaining about the cold weather, I'm slapping the shit out of you. Facts. God, because they would they complain about the heat and then they complain about the cold. There's no winning. There's no winning. There's no there's no winning at all. Moving on into the other world, Noah Lyles. Noah Lyles, Noah Lyles, maybe one of the fastest men on the planet, but he could possibly be one of the dumbest dudes on the planet right now as well. And if you don't know who Noah Lyles is, Noah Lyles is uh, obviously a gold medal winner, just passed world championship, helped a four by one team win. Uh, shout out to Brandon Carnes, by the way, uh, Manatee High graduate, local guy. Was on that 4 by one gold medal team in the world championships, so shout out to him. But Noah Lyles was on that team. Noah Lyles also won the hundred meter, gold medal in the 100 meters as well. But Noah Lyles, he had uh, some things to say about the NBA per se. And he pretty much said that, I don't understand why the NBA call themselves the world champions when they win the championship when they're not playing everybody in the world. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, Craig Wiley Jr., did NBA Twitter have a field day with this. And I'm when I say NBA Twitter, I'm talking about Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, Aaron Gordon, to Tyus Jones. I mean, the list goes on and on. How many people reacted to what Noah Lyle said? All right. So you know what time it is. Tell me what time it is. Cue the ZA. Q 
Cue the ZA. <laughs> Zach, Zach attack. attack. <laughs> Zach attack. So to play devil's advocate here. All right, here we go. Let's go. Tell and I mean, we're it. not even. No, that's. I already. That's right. I canceled that last week. Is this strictly Zach attack? To, to Zach attack you real quick. In his defense, even though in the NBA there are athletes that are in the NBA, like your Lucas, like your Jokers, people like that, that are inter, like international players. They are from other countries. They've come over here, you know, through the via the draft and stuff like that. I get what he's saying as far as like it's not Olympic style per se where you're playing the entire world for your championship. But on the same token, let's be real. The NBA is a much better product in a way better competition for all parties involved than any Olympic basketball. Yeah. I completely. I mean, look at what the U.S. team is doing right now in the FIBA championships. I mean, they are dog walking teams with a team that honestly, I kind of wanted to get into this. This is going to be a question. I want is Anthony Edwards that raw? Yeah, he is. He is that raw. That's just to show you how much talent there is in the NBA to be. How much talent there is like, in the NBA like for I him knew to he be was, shunned by that? I like, knew he was good. Yeah, but you don't. Anthony Edwards is that good. He's, he, that he's just overshadowed by like Dame Lillard, Dame, like like well, your Steph Curry's, like your Steph, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, KD, yeah. uh, Jason Tatum. I mean, Devin, even Devin Booker, cats like that. They they outshine him. Honestly, I mean, Shea Gilders Alexander is another guy who's really, 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 really good. Who's playing for Team Canada? But I mean, we're talking about a guy who who's possibly going to be an MVP talk this year. Who plays for OKC? I mean, there's there's plenty of guys like that who are really, really good, Craig. But they're just overshadowed by those top five dominant guys, Joel Embiid, Giannis, uh, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Jason Tatum. I mean, those are the five guys who overshadow them. And, and I understand where Noah Lyle is coming from because even the NFL, and I believe the MLB is, is called, uh, is it a world title? In the- I mean, you could call yourself world champions, but. I'm pretty sure the NFL is world champions. Yeah, it is because they are the world champions because nobody else is playing football in the world. Yeah, so, but, but it's not like. They're playing Australia for the, you know. But to come to defense, though, I mean, of the NBA, the best players in the world come to the NBA. Like, and yeah, compete. there yes. are players playing in China. There are players playing overseas. I understand that. But at the same time, the ultimate goal is to play in the NBA. Well, that is the ultimate goal. And, and, and to be honest, with some of those other foreign leagues that you're talking about, some of their champions would probably, you know, get given a, a tough matchup, if not a loss, playing against some of our sorrier teams in the NBA. Oh, I, 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 could, I, I was just thinking about that. Just I mean, people like Brian Scalabrini could probably – I mean, look at Stephon Marbury. Stephon Murray was good. He was great, great player in the NBA. But he goes to China and absolutely just takes over to, 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 to over China. I mean, people don't know that Marbury says shoes that were selling to Kmart that people were making fun of is one of the most sought-out shoes in China because of what he did in China. Another little sneaker tidbit for there you, you right here on No Boundaries. Jimmy another guy who was balling in the NCAA, didn't really get, you know what I'm saying, going in the NBA, but goes to China and absolutely balls out. So it's like... Those are type of the guys who I'm talking about who have that NBA type level who can just go over there and dominate because yeah, the skill set is completely different. For instance, you could take a young team that has some promise like the Orlando Magic, send them over there against some of those teams, and just like you said, straight ball out. Do you know, speaking of Orlando Magic, do you know that there's only one person 
they have remaining on that team that was on the 2018-2019 bubble team. Only one person is on the team remaining still. Can you name that player? Hmm. Orlando Magic, only one person left. I would have to hear our roster because I can't think about the top of my head. All right, I'll give you one hint. You want him them to move on from him. Gary Harris? Nope. All right, one more hint. He's... He's he is a stud when he's not hurt. Markel Fultz? Nope. Jonathan Isaac. Oh, Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> you fake magic fan. How do you not know that? Davis is probably listening to this and crawling. He's like, Jonathan Isaac! Jonathan Isaac! That's what Davis is yelling right now. I swear, I'm telling you. But yeah, Jonathan Isaac is the only remaining player on that 2018 bubble team that the Magic made the playoffs and is the remaining player on that team. Wow. Just shows you, you know, the dynamic that the Magic has really changed and trying to change the whole dynamic of what they got going on there in Orlando. So we'll see. Just a little love. Just a love. Yeah, but yeah, no allows is wild for saying that comment. It's like saying his world championship doesn't mean nothing, honestly, in my opinion. I really think that, like, oh, well, you're the world champion right now, but you're not really the world champion until you win the Olympic world. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just... You're it's trying just, to discount it. Exactly. I, I get both sides. I definitely get your side. I, I, I was just trying to say where I felt like that maybe he was coming from with that. <laughs> Aaron Gordon commented on it. He said, whatever, I'm smoking buddy in the 200. <laughs> <laughs> NBA champion Aaron Gordon at that. Moving on to the... You sent me this list, and I thought it was pretty interesting. And I just want to kind of ask you a question on who do you think is the more likely to win the championship if injuries or they actually stayed together was more likely. Now, the list is best duos to never win an NBA title. Yep. And the list is one Penny Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal, one Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash, Carl Malone and John Stockton and Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. And a lot of these guys got really close. A lot of these guys got really yes, close. Yes, they did. I mean, you talk about the, the the Stockton and Malone, except for Jordan. You know, they couldn't get past Jordan. I mean, if you really want to talk about it, two of these two of these duos couldn't get past Jordan. If you want to talk about it, Shaq and and, and Penny, they did it one time. Thanks a lot, Nick Anderson. <laughs> and Four then, five eight twenty three, and then Stockton and Carl Malone. So it's like obviously those two, Jordan, Michael Jordan comes into big play, but. Out of those four, who do you think would have been more likely to win an NBA title if injuries never happened and they actually did stay together? Honestly, I think the Orlando Magic had a very good chance if Shaq stays in Orlando. If they pay Shaq, um, they obviously pay Penny. Who knows what they could have drafted or brought in because of just the dynamic of wanting to play with that, you know, you had a, a, a nice veteran in Nick Anderson. You had that sixth man, Dennis Scott, coming in with the three points. He, he was a three-point specialist. You had some players. Uh, Horace Grant was somebody who came over from the Bulls, so you had another you know good veteran at a, at a starting position. That team had some people. It really did. Um, if Shaq stays, you never know who decides to come to that team because let's just be real. Shaq's a big draw. And not just even, you know, talking about size alone, he's a, he's a very big dude. But when you're just a guy who literally kind of had to make the NBA change their design of even their hoops because he was just tearing them down. There were some games where they had to, like, literally take 
a two-hour break to bring, you know, they had to take out a basket and bring in a new basket in to get everything set up because Shaq just straight dominated and ripped it down. So you're talking about a manimal, a beast. And then Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway is quite possibly one of the most underrated players, I feel like. And and, and, I, I, and, I, and I mean that to a certain Barring extent, injuries. Barring injuries. Like, I, I feel he would have had a, a, a way better career in – you know, who, who's who's to say if Shaq stays, he doesn't have those injuries because he's not trying to force himself to carry the team on his back. He knows he has his boy. Taking less off a of penny because Shaq's there to kind of ease that load. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Now, going back to this list, I kind of want to agree with you because on the strictly on the fact of that besides Shaq and Penny, all these other guys had plenty of time to do said thing that we're talking about and win a championship. I mean, Rustin, Rustin, Kevin Durant was there with James Harden, but they let come, they let, it, it, they he, blew a 3-1 lead over the freaking Warriors that year. The sad part about it is, too, is I think that team was just a little bit young. I kind of wish that they would have worked something out with James Harden to keep him and keep those that young core together to get a little bit more experience. That would have been a squad, and they... Well, it's funny well, that even you with say Serge that. Ibaka and all that. It's funny that you say that. And there was a question I seen on the Twitter feed the other day. And it was videos of ex NBA players, and they were asking, them, "Would you rather win a championship or sign a two hundred million dollar contract?" And what do you think the answer of ninety percent of the dudes said? The contract. The contract. And I and I obviously a young James Harden who's coming off. You know what I'm saying? Six man of the year. Where I don't know if he won it that year, but still. You he know, was a nomination if he did. Uh, a prime James Harden who was coming off one of the best seasons of his career, going to the Rockets, getting paid all that money, and just absolutely balling Bum. out. Won an MVP. I mean, the guy just – granted, yeah, if you think about it, what could have been if he did stay with Kevin Durant, Russ, Russ, Russell Westbrook, and, and James Harden? I mean, and, and not for nothing, that Amari Stoudemire-Steve uh, Nash oh. duo, Nash was, you know – there's there's been that you, you brought it up last week with the Stephen A. Smith and the whole like Steph Curry, uh Magic Johnson. And ever since you brought that up, I've seen it a little bit everywhere. People are talking about the whole Steph Curry situation. And a lot of people are saying, look, Magic Johnson is the GOAT of his era. He was a person who changed and defined of what a, a point guard is. But Steph has added to that and has now made a point guard also a shooter as well and kind of brought in a new era to the point guard. So he, too, is a GOAT, which I agree with that a lot more than just one over the other. Now, Steve Nash, to my opinion, is more of that Magic Johnson-style point guard. His just vision, some of the things that he can do, it, it remind me a lot of John Stockton. People people got to understand that. Amar Stoudemire was a stud, too. He, he gets overlooked tremendously, highlight fact, reel. in my opinion, for the fact that he didn't win a championship. Human highlight reel. I mean, and people got to remember that Shaq did come to Phoenix with Steve Nash and Amari Sidemeyer, you know what I'm saying, right after he left the Lakers. You know, and Shaq was still getting his at that time, but I believe there was injuries bearing that team to where they couldn't really get, you know, so I, I mean... There's another two duos that I would have to kind of put up there as well. I think Amari the most disappointing one that I would have liked to have seen get one, the obvious choice would be the Utah Jazz duo of John Stockton and Carl Malone. Those are, I mean, literally, you think pick and roll, you think that duo right there. 
They are some of the best to ever, ever do the pick and roll. Um, part of the reason why John Stockton is just the legend when it comes to the assist game. I'm sorry. I compl- Shaq went to the Heat after he went to the Lakers. What the hell am I talking about? Fuck, I completely forgot about the Heat. He championship with Dwayne Wade. Like, I, just, I don't want people to think, oh, this guy don't know what the hell he's talking about. I completely forgot about the Heat. So I'm correcting myself right now so we don't have to save it for next I believe week. He, I believe he went there after. Yeah, he went to the he went to the Miami Heat after he left the the, the yeah he went to the Phoenix Suns after, after he left the Heat. Correct, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so but still, you know, Mars Sotomayor, Steve Nash, another two good duo on that list, and and not taking nothing away from John Stockton and Carl Malone. I mean, Carl Malone likes to date little girls, but at the same time, I mean, he was still a good basketball player, and they had their chances. But Michael Jordan pretty much took their chances away from them. Multiple I still can't times. believe he hasn't been canceled. Nar Kelly has though. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, he did. He was booed in Utah. During the All Star Game this past this past year, so Good. I mean maybe he's starting to get that little bit of the cancer culture coming in. So Good, but yeah. So you're going Shaq and, Shaq and Penny. I'm going Shaq and Penny. I'd have to agree with you. I'm holding it down with my boys. I'd have to agree with you. Moving on to the college world, uh, Alabama. Well, I, I know a lot of people don't really like Alabama, and I, I get it. They, they they're they're kind of annoying. I mean, they win all the time, well, and but, it, it but, is. It's one of those things. You know, they got so much success, and if you're not, I mean. Anybody outside of Alabama who really likes Alabama, you you have to be from Alabama or have family from Alabama where you just grew up rooting for that team. You're not a a, a person who just likes Alabama. Yeah, but I want to give credit where credit is due. Yes, sir. And I think this was just a crazy, crazy stat when your brother shared it in in, mm-hmm. in the group message. And I, I mean, it's it's quite incredible. The 2015 Alabama coaching staff. Yes, sir. Related to Nick Saban being the head coach, obviously. And then Lane, these, these are all coaches that you're about to name that were on that same staff. Correct. 2015. All this is the this is the was their co- most of their coaching staff. Lane Lane Kiffin was the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. Yep. Kirby Smart was the defense coordinator, inside linebackers coach. Mario Cristobal was the offensive line coach. Billy Napier was a wide receivers coach. Mel Tucker was the assistant head coach. And Dan Lanning was a graduate assistant coach. Craig Wiley Jr., do you know that every single one of those coaches right now is a head coach? Are head coaches and thriving at being a head coach for said team. Wow. You got Lane Kiffin, head coach at Old Miss. Yep. You got Kirby Smart, obviously. Head coach, head coach at Georgia, two who's, national championships. Who's that? I mean, just a little guy who's never, just ne- ne- never heard of that team. Got before. one of the best teams in the nation right now. I mean, Al Shadow and the one Re- Alabama team that Mark we're even talking about. Replace Mark Rick. Uh, Cur- uh, Mario Cristobal. You the know you? all about Mr. Mario Cristobal, Craig Wilder Jr. Billy Napier, head coach of Florida. And you know what? <laughs> He's he, he's kind of turned that team around. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at AJ uh, Anthony Richardson. You got drafted in the first round by the Colts. I mean, I'm not saying that he didn't help pure talent off at the combine, but still at the same time, he helped get Richardson's name out there at the same time, just because of the fact that he did have some big plays at Florida this season. Florida, you know, I mean, they're kind of in a rebuild stage. They're kind of waiting for Napier's. Recruits to come in just like you are with Crystal Ball for his recruits to come in. So I think it's potential. We'll oh man, I mean it's Florida. I mean the history's there. And if you did watch the Swamp Boys, I want to talk about that right after we're done with this. After this little Alabama okay. thing, uh, Mel Tucker is the head coach at Michigan State yep, right now, and that. Dan Lanning is the head coach at Oregon right now. Mel Tucker also played for one said Detroit Lions. Yes, he did at one point in time. So 
then just how much talent that 2015 coaching staff at Alabama had. I mean, Nick Saban picked some absolute studs who have gone on. I mean, Lane Kiffin, we know, and Lane Kiffin, because of his pops, you know very well about who his Monty. pops is. Monty Kiffin, one of the best Tampa 2, creator of the Tampa 2. Well, plus USC. USC as well, you know. But Lane Kiffin is Lane Kiffin. But the other guys, Kirby Smart, Mario Cristobal, Billy Napier, Mel Tucker, Dan Lanning, all those guys, you know, pretty much got their started career at Alabama, and now they're thriving in today's NCAA, especially Kirby Smart. I mean, that's the main one we got to look at, to be honest with you. Two national championships. I mean, the guy is just doing incredible things over there at Georgia. Georgia and another team expected to make it to the college football playoffs this year. I mean, that's a given, right? And we'll actually talk about that. I I did find a list, and we'll talk about that next week because we got topics to talk about, and it's really going to be going into – after week one of, of college football this 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 week. I was just about to say that. College football does start Saturday, baby. But, but, but it is one that's like uh, bowl predictions for all the different That's right. You stuff. just said that to So me. We, we could talk that's about right. that. Yep. And then going on to the 2019 Alabama's team, in my opinion, is probably some of the best wide receivers class that I've seen. I mean, we're talking about Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, who won the Heisman, and – Jalen Waddle, who was second best to Tyreek Hill in Miami. Love the Waddle, by the way. I mean, outside of Henry Ruggs, who had a tragedy happen, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not taking anything away from anything. He was drunk, driving fast, being inconsiderate, but it's still a tragedy. He's a human at the end of the day. We all make mistakes. And and he's paying for his mistake. Absolutely. But those four guys right there, they said they had to play rock, paper, scissors that year on who was going to get the touchdown pass because they were just that good. I think that's an incredible thing. So would they just be in the huddle? No, they would – right before they would come – because there were so many receivers, you couldn't have all four of them on the team. I mean, unless you're running quads, uh, four, two receivers on one side, two, you don't really run that. You have three on the, receiver, on, the, on the field at the times. So when one of them would come in and bring the play to whoever it was – they would bring it to the play to the quarterback, and then they they would be right there to, to receive. There's video of it of multiple times doing it in the huddle, rock basically. paper scissors, kind of right off to the side of the huddle, and do a rock paper scissors, and whoever would lose they would score that touchdown. So I thought that was pretty crazy and pretty wild because that wide receiver room was wild at Alabama that year, 2019. Hey, they definitely had some the talent there with talent, absolutely. And going to the Swamp Boys documentary. I got some bones to pick about that, man. I, I really do. So so before you get into that, I've heard some good reviews for what it was, and I think you're going to have the same bones to pick as, as some stuff that I, I've seen uh, some memes and stuff about of what, what they missed on. And Zakari, you know, my boy Zach on Buck That Podcast, he's a Florida State fan, but he said it was actually a pretty good show. He enjoyed it. Listen. What I got out of it was a lot of Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer dick sucking. Okay. That's what I got out of it. Okay. I have not watched it yet. So you don't bring up nothing about Cam Newton getting suspended for stealing laptops. Okay. I feel like that was pretty important. He was on that team who then on to go on next year and absolutely ball out of Auburn and win the fucking Heisman. I mean, hello. Uh, you don't bring up Chris Rainey's text talking about I'm going to kill you to his girlfriend at the time. I mean, who? Or, <laughs> you don't bring up... Aaron fucking Hernandez. I mean, I get it. The dude was a murderer. I completely understand. But you don't think that's a pivotal role to, uh, to, to, to talk about? Well, not only that, there's, there's other things that I've seen where they were talking about they should do a 30 for 30 similar to that, but about that time frame in uh, 
Florida Gators history as a whole for the school because Dan Bazillion was there at that school. There was like some really good basketball players at the school at that time. They don't talk about Carlos's Dunlap DUI. And you know what I'm saying that he had. <laughs> I mean, it's there's so many things they. I don't care about Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper said that N-word stuff when he was in NFL. That's just past the point. Yeah. I bring up Aaron Hernandez because Aaron Hernandez come to find out he was doing shit illegal in Florida. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say you have to bring up Aaron Hernandez. With, with, but with, it's just like there's so many things they didn't touch base on, and it was more about Urban with Meyer. Tim Tebow as a quarterback. That's what's it, so crazy. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And was Tim Tebow praying for him? I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. The my brother did tell me the, the wild thing was, which I didn't really get, but I kind of understand. Now he was like, "It's just so funny to to see the footage of them. Let's go out there and kill these motherfuckers." And Tim Tebow standing right there, you know what I'm saying? Who's all preacher this stuff type guy? But it's like it's so funny to hear him talk about. We're finna go out there and kill these motherfuckers, <laughs> and you got Tebow right there. So it's like. I mean, hey, but Tebow played like he was trying to kill people. And then Aaron Hernandez was actually doing it. Actually doing it. That's the wild <laughs> Allegedly. thing. Allegedly. That's the wild thing. But, yeah, I mean, if you want to watch it, I, I say give it a try. But, like, at the same time, I just think it was more or less just, you know, uh, Urban Meyer and, you know, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, okay. <gasps> thing. So, okay. Yeah, that's why I just wanted to bring that up. Just wanted to bring that up. Uh, top 10, going back to the NCAA, top 10 electric players in NCAA history. And I wanted to bring this up because I feel like there's some people missing on this list. Okay. I'm going to run down the list for you, starting at 10, Ted Ginn Jr. So this is 10 going to 1. 10 going to 1. Perfect. Ted Ginn Jr., number 10. Tyran Ty Matthew, number 9. Uh, Devin Hester, number 8. Lamar Jackson, number 7. Johnny Manziel, number 6. Uh, Charles Woodson, number 5. I think that's well guaranteed. Vince Young, number 4. Adrian Peterson, number 3. Michael Vick, number 2. And can you name number 1? Hmm. Reggie Bush. Reggie fucking Bush. Reggie Bush. And I feel like there's a couple people on this list that they're not mentioning Craig Wiley Jr. I mean, Michael Irvin's not on the list. Michael Irvin. Deion Sanders not on the list. Sanders. Bo Jackson. Bo fucking Jackson. And who's your favorite running back of all time? Barry Sanders. Barry, Barry fucking Sanders. I mean, Percy fucking Harvin. I mean, let's not, let's not forget about what Percy Harvin did at Florida in those years. I mean, the guy was incredible. There's a reason why he went to the freaking Vikings the way he did, because the dude was a highlight machine. You know, I mean... Uh, who was the one dude who went to West Virginia? Oh, his name's Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin, another one. I mean, guys, I'm not saying that some of these like Tyron Matthew. Just know deep down in the background, Chad's like my boy High C. <laughs> <laughs> like Tyron Matthew, come on. I mean, like he was good at LSU. That's like, what. I, come on, I, I man. Think like he was. It, it, listen, over Troy Polamalu, right? How do you how do you put Tyron Matthew over? The 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 non living legend anymore. R.I.P. Sean Taylor, bro. Over Ed Reed. Facts, facts, facts. So I mean, and yeah. When you're talking about defensive, players, he. I wouldn't even put him over somebody like Ronnie Lott at USC and Johnny Manziel. After that untold shit about Johnny Manziel, like, come on, bro. Like, Johnny Manziel. I would put Ken Dorsey over Johnny Manziel. I've got a lot of players. Percy Harvin, Tavon Austin being those two right there, I'd put over Johnny Manziel. I mean, I'm glad they put Devin Hester on this list. Oh, quite arguably one of the best return men ever. Can we, if is my man going to get into the Hall of Fame? I think he should as a special teamer. There is, I mean, he has all the records as a special teamer. I mean, that how if, he didn't get in first ballot blows my if mind. If you have punters and kickers in in the the Hall of Fame, a special team return man has to have his place. 
Got the most kick, kickoff returns, got the most punt return touchdowns. I mean, come on, bro. He's got the most yards in punt returns, most yards in kickoff returns. I mean, <laughs> what are we talking about here? And quite possibly could have been a better receiver if it wasn't for Jay Cutler. We, you know, we talked about their, their alleged beef on here yep. before. Yep. So, I mean, but yeah, those I just want to talk about that list and bring a couple guys not on that list and a couple guys who I didn't really think was deserving. Mainly Johnny Manziel. I mean, Tyran Matthew, I don't really think. I know he was good. Don't get me wrong. He was a great player, but top 10 most electrifying players of all time. Oh, dude, no, especially when you had people like over Willis McGahee, over Frank Gore, over Clinton Portis, and over like, Edron James. I like Vince Young. Don't get me wrong. He had a great season that year. He lost he, he lost Reggie Bush to the, in the Heisman votes to Reggie Bush. He was electric. He was electric. But, you know, I, I could argue he could probably be more down on the list. I mean, even Ted Ginn Jr. I know Ted Ginn Jr. was a stud. I know he was great. I was waiting because if you wouldn't have said Michael Vick, I would have flipped a wig. Yeah, he's definitely on there. Michael Vick put Virginia Tech on the map. But, I mean, even going People throwback, just, look at what Warwick Dunn did. Look at freaking Peter Warwick. I'd have some of those over, over Teron Matthew. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. But, yeah, I wanted to bring that up just because I feel like a lot of people would agree with me, especially Percy Harvin and Tavon Austin. I feel like there's a couple guys, a couple of dudes that I know personally who would argue Percy Harvin and Tavon Austin to the, to, to the, to the red in the Hell, the red Chaz probably in the background screaming Emmett Smith right now <laughs> with your brother. <laughs> Uh, moving on to the NFL world. You know we say the NFL best for last, baby, because, you know, NFL is right around the corner. We got eight days. Coming on Eight up. days. I know we got college football this Saturday. What's, That's always a plus. What's today, Wednesday? Today's a Wednesday. Guess what? What's up? Not only do we have a fantasy football draft in one set. Two. Andrew Luck. Well, I'm talking about Friday. Oh, Friday. In one set, about. Andrew Luck League Memorial. The very first game for my Miami Hurricanes starts at the same exact time as our draft. So what you're telling me is you're going to have Hurricanes right there, computer on the on the iPad. Maybe or even some eye. wings and things on the side over okay. here. With some, with some, you know what I'm saying? Whew. I'm thinking about ordering some wings instead of cooking something Saturday okay. for our draft. From where? From wings and things. Okay. Yeah. Because I haven't really figured out what I wanted to cook, you know, because you know, we always have a draft party. we got the draft board. For our honey crust draft, people. Well, don't if know. you want to do that, just let me know. And as long as you d- just pay for it on the thing, and I could pick them up on my way. All right, that's fine. Sounds good. Because I, I would imagine I'm gonna talk to Newman see if he wants to ride with me. Yeah, I'm probably gonna order like, probably like sixty, maybe eighty wings. I, th- I think if you go fifty or more, you might as well just go ahead and do the hundred. Yeah. Because they do the deals. You think? You think if I get a hundred, you think? And fuck it, I'll, I'll eat them all. There, there, there's gonna be a bunch of us yeah, there. But still, I'll eat them after yeah. the fact. I mean, I don't They're good the next day. <laughs> Facts. You gotta think Big Kev's gonna be there. Oh no, he ain't. Oh, he's not. Oh no, I kicked him out, bro. Okay. We, I, we gotta have a. We gotta have. I might even in the okay. house. You know, okay. Who, who knows? Might be a crazy day. You kicked all of them out. I'm kicking them all out. Kicking them all out. Love it. Might maybe take the, take the daughter with you. Get him out. Get him out of here. So so you're saying I should bring the, the special cake over? You might have to bring the, the special cake were over. The, were the midget top out? Yes. Okay. Did you see the video of the, the dude? He was at a micro wrestling event and he put a Rey Mysterio mask and he went to the ring. They started whooping his ass. The little fucking people did. <laughs> yes. Bro, it was the fun. And bro, he had a black eye afterwards. Like, Let me see your face. He had a black. Oh my God, it was so funny. I don't know why. I just, oh, you said the midget jumped out of the cake. That's why I brought it up. Anyway, moving on to NFL world. A lot of things in the NFL world talking about. Uh, Trey Lance being one person. Trey Lance getting moved to the Cowboys. 49ers pretty much saying, you know what? The Trey Lance project is a failure. And John Lynch was on uh, the football uh, broadcast the other day, 
And he was pretty much saying, we take full responsibility. We tried something that didn't work out. We got to move on from it. And I completely agree. You don't fret on it. You know, they tried something, didn't really quite work out. And, you know, you move on, you take your licks, and, you, and you're still a competing team who's a favorite to make the NFC Championship. This so, year. in hindsight, the Dolphins definitely got the better of that deal. Absolutely. But, at the same time, due to injuries and stuff like that beyond Trey Lance's control, maybe this is a good situation for him because he's not expected to come in. He's not, he's not the expected starter. Only thing he needs to do is come in there and learn the playbook. He has a very similar skill set to one Dakota Prescott mm-hmm. that I, I think that if something happens, and let's just be 100% real here, Dakota's not always the uh, most – durable person throughout the season he he's had he's been banged up i mean he missed what four games last year from that finger injury he, he's been banged up from time to time so i think you can have a slightly you know not not much of a fall off as far as production if you have to depend on trey lance for three four games because when we've seen trey lance there's been some times where he's been solid but it's a little sketch because he didn't even beat sam darnold out this preseason but is that because they didn't really want to give him a chance there in, in San Francisco? See, the thing with that whole thing is, it's like the whole, what was it? There was no, there wasn't no tape on him. That was the whole, the big thing about him coming when the 49ers drafted him. There wasn't much tape on there him. There wasn't so a lot of was, tape, I believe. So it was kind of like a, a pick that was kind of shocking. But at the same time, like the 49ers saw something in the kid and they thought he was going to be the next Patrick Well, he was, Well, he was in the conversation as, as far as stuff goes as well. So it wasn't like he was... Some random dude who a lot of people had as like a fifth round pick either. I mean, yeah, I mean, 20, 2021 NFL draft, you know, I mean, think about the players who got played, who got picked after him. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a crazy, it's a really is a crazy list. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he went number one, obviously, to the, to the Jaguars, but Jamar Chase, Justin Fields, Micah Parsons. I mean, <laughs> it, it's kind of tough. To see, you know, the list of players. I mean, Patrick Sertan, the second, who's a well, really good. Well, what quarterbacks went after he got picked? Uh, quarterback wise, I I feel you, but I just I don't really want to focus on quarterback because I mean, even if they didn't, I mean, they had Jimmy Garoppolo. I know they were trying to move on from Garoppolo, but like the only reason why I'm saying that is because they moved up to specifically get the quarterback. Yeah. So, but yeah, they did. So Mac they did jo- miss out on Mac on, Jones was let Mac Jones went after him. And pretty much that's all that was worth talking about. I mean, everybody else is kind of like Kyle Trask, you know what I'm saying, backup quarterbacks. And even Mac Jones is up in the air. So it, it, that just seems like maybe not the greatest quarterback. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, the Jameis Winston draft. And then they, they traded up for that draft, didn't it? Because Miami was number th- number three. Yeah. So Something it's like, like that, yeah. it's like really when you really moved up to get not really much in return. And now you, you f- you're you failing with a quarterback who didn't work out for you. So you got a fourth round pick for him and you got Brock Purdy, who was undrafted, I believe. I mean, <laughs> I know. I, or a listen, seventh round or something like that. I, I get Brock Purdy. He had a great playoffs, you know, and he helped the 49ers get to the NFC championship game. I get it. I completely understand it. But if the 49ers don't get a quarterback in there to help them win games, I think it's going to be the hurt. That's going to be the biggest hurt for them. They can have that good defense. So you don't think Purdy's the answer? I I don't think so. I mean, you could have. From what I was reading, he didn't look that good in preseason. We're going to find out. I mean, yeah, he beat uh, Trey Lance out for the starting quarterback spot, but it's like. 
if you got onions and jalapenos, you don't like either one. You got to pick the one you like the least or the best. I mean, yeah. And I know that's kind of a crazy, crazy thing to say, but like, I know what you mean. But still, but going you on, you got to pick the lesser of two evils. And then talk, speaking of quarterbacks, you know, moving on to the to the Colts. Uh, the Colts. I thought this. I seen this was a pr- pretty crazy stat. Uh, no player on the Colts roster is over the age of thirty. Wow. So this is team. a young, young Colts team here, and I don't really think. Colts fans are expecting much to happen this season. I mean, I mean Jonathan Tejas on the PUP list, and they activate him first, so he's still going to miss the first four games of the season. Couldn't find a trade partner. Colts were saying they wanted a first round pick for him, which I don't think they'll get. No, well, no, no, it's over. It's it's done for. He's not getting traded. I mean, maybe he was, but maybe he will before the trade deadline. Who knows? But right as of right now, he, he is not getting trade. traded. The trade the trade talks are stuff in the book. I mean. I seen something that they said that the Dolphins offered Jalen Waddle for him, but I seriously doubt that because I'm sure the Colts would have taken that all all day long. But yeah. I seriously doubt that that was a real, real uh, rumor. But you know, the Colts. I mean, Anthony Richardson, AR15. He don't like being called that, but I'm gonna call him that all day long because you know me. You know what I'm saying. Uh, but you, they got a young team, and I think that. People really could take a look at this team, and they they could be very interesting the next couple of years. I think even this year, man, I'm not. I, I don't. I, I I don't like the whole young is bad. I think in the NF, experience wise, yeah, it could take away. But if you got good veterans on that team who can help, you know, what I'm saying steer the direction of these young guys. I really do believe that you know the Colts could actually be a team, and I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I think they could possibly. Don't be surprised if they. Make a run. Make a run and have okay. eight or nine game wins and possibly make the, the, the playoffs in a push. Who knows? I don't think so, but I'm just saying maybe that really could they happen. They could be a dark horse team to just surprise some people. Just because of the, the, young, the, the, the young talent that they do Michael have. Pittman? Michael Pittman. I mean, Jonathan Taylor still is Jonathan Taylor. The guy led the league in rushing a couple of years ago. I mean, he's still a really good player. I mean, Anthony Richardson is a good quarterback. He's done well in, in – uh, and preseason and practice, I mean, he's had some throws, really nice throws. Every quarterback in this rookie class, this past rookie class, is getting the nod at the, for, the, for the start of the first game of the season. So it's going to be a, a real interesting take to see C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, all them guys to, uh, to, to take the helms at the first game of the season. It's going to be an interesting football season. I'm excited. I can't wait. Uh, speaking of uh, NFL, obviously, Eli Apple. This, this, this is wild to me. Uh, his ex-girlfriend, baby mama drama, baby mama, came out and said that she would pay any fine to any player who hurt Eli Apple this year and said football games. Bounty <laughs> gate. She is setting a bounty on Eli Apple, and she's not even in the NFL. So here's the here's the issue with this. First of all, the red flag is. From what I've read, she has three other babies by three other NFL players. Of course she does. Which trapping, quote unquote, pro athletes has become a thing. Uh, uh, Somebody who's allegedly being accused of this often in in, uh, social media world, Brittany Renner, a.k.a. Bundle of Brittany, uh, for trapping an NBA player. So there, there's definitely females out there who have been known for this type of move. And here's my thing. I, it's First of all, it's, just, it's messed up situation to begin with. 
But then it's to to think about it. Like, how much money are is she really making off of this whole having babies with pro athletes thing? When she's threatening one of her baby daddy's career, which ultimately is for whatever reason, maybe he's just not paying or whatever the situation may be. But it, would it technically affect your pay if he's injured because then he's not making that money no more? That's what makes this whole thing wild, bro, is like you're that dumb. You don't realize that if he gets hurt, then you won't be getting those nice fat payments that you allegedly are and are not getting. I don't know the whole situation. I just know what the story is told to us, but I don't understand what your your, your logic is by saying, you know what, I'm going to have him hurt and saying I'm going to pay your fines, but it's like – well, if he gets hurt to the point where he's not playing, then these you chicks are ruthless yeah, out here. They are ruthless, but they're stupid at the same time. I mean, I I, I don't get it. But if hey, listen, you got two other dudes got her got her impregnated, so I guess she's doing something right. So make her money. I ain't hating on no one's game, but at the same time, lock the bitch up. Get her out of here. Yeah, she's doing something right. Taking the condom off. Yeah, for real, or poking <laughs> a hole in something or something, man. <laughs> So I got a list for you. You know, we got to always have a little, little bit of list on here. I feel like that's going to be our famous thing, a, a list always every week, some type of list for you. And uh, I got the top five loudest NFL stadiums. Loudest. Top five loudest NFL stadiums. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you name them for me? Well, definitely Seattle. Seattle is on there. Century League slash Lumen Field, number four. I'm going to have to say... Philadelphia's on Philadelphia's there. not on the list. Hmm. Think about more Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys number five. Jerry's World. So you got four and five. Look for three, two, and one. Three, Kansas two, City. One. Kansas City number one. Arrowhead, baby, number one. Loudest in the NFL. Looking for two and three. Denver. Two, two and three might might shock you a little bit. But I'm gonna give you a hint. Just a little no give, you know, I'm not even gonna give you a hint now. And no, Denver's not on that list. Let me give you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you name at least two more before I give you a hint. Cleveland. Cleveland's not on that list. One more. Here we go. Indianapolis. Indianapolis Colts, number three. Lucas Oil. All right, number two. Last one. Who are you thinking? ATL. No, sir. The Saints. The Saints Superdome, number two. That was pretty good. I was thinking I had to think inside. Inside the same division. I was gonna say same division, different team. I didn't want to give it too obvious, but yeah, top five. Number one, Arrowhead. Number two, Superdome. Number three, Lucas Oil Stadium. Number four, Central League, Lumen Field. And number five, Jerry's World. Okay. So this is a, a, a kind of a difficult little game I want to play with you. A little difficult game, but it's going to make me, it's going to make you use your brain a little bit. Okay. It's going to make you lose your brain a little bit. So I got four teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. NFL, obviously. And I have their skill positions. Okay? Okay. Which is three wide receivers, a tight end, and a running back. Yep. I will give you the quarterback position if need be, but I want you to use that old wily noggin a little bit. I want right. you I want to I get the brains going. You do have a big head. Not a much up there. I though. will agree with that. Not much up You're there. You're cute, but you got a fat dome. There's, All right. Mine may be bigger. It's hollow. Um, if I can, if I have a big head, like I say, you got a big head. We stick together, just like fat people. Fat people call the people fat. But if you're not fat, I'll slap you in the shit. Yeah. All right. And not your butthole neither. All right. <laughs> All right. So here we go. First team. Wide receiver one went to Maryland. Okay. 
Wide receiver two went to UCF. Wide receiver three went to Boise State. The tight end went to Ole Miss. And the running back is a Georgia Bulldog. And I'll give you one more hint. The running back is his only his second year in the league. And he has a brother in the league. Mm. So can you name the team from just the skill position? So wide receiver one, Maryland. Wide receiver two, UCF. Wide receiver three, Boise State. Old Miss tight end. And a running back from one, Georgia. And his brother plays in the NFL. And I'll give you one more hint. This is a very good team in the NFL. Very good. Uh, I'm not going to give you the division. I don't want to make it too, too, too easy. You know, <laughs> I will give you the division. AFC. So they're AFC team. It's an AFC team. They're really good. And their wide receiver one is from Maryland. God, I'm trying to think. And I'm not going to tell you how good the wide receiver one is. He's pretty fucking good, but I'm not going to tell you like top five or anything. God, this is sucks. All right, I'm going to give you the quarterback. All right. Yeah, because they're, they're both obvious answers. Uh, quarterback went to Wyoming. The quarterback went to Wyoming. So we're talking about one said Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the Buffalo Bills. Maryland, Stephon Diggs. Boise State, Gabe Davis. Tight end is Dawson Knox. James Cook is the running back. Brother wants, it plays in the NFL. I thought that would be kind of a dead giveaway when I said the brother plays in the NFL. I guess you don't really know where James Cook went to, went to college I, I at. I didn't. All right. Second team. For it's, some reason, I was thinking he was Florida State, too. All right. Second team is a little bit of a tougher challenge. All right. Wide receiver one <clears throat> went to Old Miss. Okay. Okay. Wide receiver two went to Kent State. Kent State. Kent State. I know who it is. Wide receiver three, who they just drafted recently, went to Ohio State. Their tight end went to Iowa, and their running back is a Michigan State Spartan. I'll give you the quarterback if I have to, and I'll give you one more hint. NFC. I had a Made the playoffs NFC. last year. I'm trying to think of, of the Michigan State running back. This this Michigan State mm. running back is kind of a. Uh, he's he's he, I wouldn't say new. But. He's pretty fucking good. He's pretty, effing, good. And in the sense of he had a really good season last year. Hmm. Where was wide receiver number one? Wide receiver one is. Old Miss. Okay. Think about the stud wide receiver from Old Miss who's came out recently. And who was the tight end? Tight end from Iowa, which could be pretty much anybody. <laughs> right? Which <laughs> could be pretty much anybody. All right, I need the quarterback on this one. West Virginia. Really? West Virginia. The Seattle Seahawks? The Seattle Seahawks. Kenneth Walker went to Michigan State. DK Metcalf went to Ole Miss. Tyler Lockett went to Kent State. Uh, nah, uh, the dude from uh, uh, Najee, the dude from Ohio State. I forget, his name is so damn hard. Yeah, 
Najee Abla something, and I don't know who the hell their, their tight end is, the, the, the Seahawks tight end. He's not worth mentioning, but he went to Iowa. I know that. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, Michigan State. All right. Third one. Popular team. Okay. Very popular team. Wide receiver one, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver two, Oregon State. Wide receiver three. Colorado State, Wisconsin is their tight end, and Memphis is their running back. Really good team. Well, when I say really good, they were second in the division last year in a pretty decent division, which is going to get better this year. And they're NFC. NFC. Wide receiver one, Oklahoma. The Memphis running back is the toughest one for me because it is. But he just came on the scene. He just came on the scene last year. Not last year. He's not a rookie last year, but he blew up last year. And it's the NFC. NFC. Wide receiver one went to Oklahoma. Girlfriend snatches phone. I don't know. He snatches phone. All right, I'll give you the quarterback. Mississippi State. Damn, who went to Mississippi State? Whoa! You don't know that one, huh? I don't. All right, I'll give you one more hint. One of the most annoying fan bases to most NFL fans. The Patriots? No, fuck you. (laughs) Patriots quarterback went to Alabama. The Washington Redskins? Nope. Same division. Remember in the car, I gave you the Eagles already, so it can't be the Eagles. The Cowboys? The Cowboys. C.D. Lamb went to Oklahoma. Brandon Cooks went to Oregon State. Uh, Michael Gallup went to Colorado State. And Tony Pollard went to Memphis. Damn. All right. Last one. All right. I didn't know Dakota played for Mississippi State. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, right? Somewhere I thought, for some reason I thought he played somewhere else. You no, might be right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, you're messing with me right now. Hold on. Dak Prescott. Hold on. Hold on. You could be right. Hold on. Where's the Wikipedia fucking thing? Yeah, Mississippi. Okay, you mean you got me questioning my life right now. Hold on now. <laughs> All right. Last one. Here we go. I don't care about losers. Wide receiver. <laughs> wide receiver one went to LSU. Minnesota Vikings. No. Their running back or wide receiver two went to Minnesota. Their wide receiver three went to Boston College. Their tight end went to Oklahoma. And their running back went to the Ohio State University. AFC. Is it the Bengals? It is not the Bengals. Where Joe, oh, Joe Mason went to Oklahoma. Yes, you're right. I'll give you... Running I don't back, want to give you the hint because running back the, went to where? Oh, oh, the Ohio State University. Damn, why don't I know this? Who's the starting running back in the NFL right now who went to the Ohio State University, not named Ezekiel Elliott? Mm. Wide receiver one LSU. Think about all the wide receiver ones in LSU or who plays for LSU. Oh, oh, oh! I got it. You don't believe me, do you? I believe you. You don't believe me, do you? I, well, yeah, because I just gave you. Think about all the wide receiver ones. And you didn't have to give me the quarterback neither. Nope. Did the quarterback go to Louisville? Yes, they did. J.K. Dobbins in the backfield? Yes, he is. 
Is it the Baltimore Ravens? It is the Baltimore Ravens. All right, you finally got one. one. Oh, there we go. I'm one for four. I'm 25%. <laughs> I suck at this game. <laughs> but I thought that was nice and interesting because, so the, the one that I seen, uh, the dude, he was doing it basing off at the tight end. So he pretty much knew where every tight end went, which is some people are like that. You know, they got a favorite yeah. uh, position. So that's how he was basing it off of was what's tight end went where. And when he broke it down, it was like, holy shit, I forgot that this tight end went there. I mean, I've. I don't, even know where like Dallas Goddard, ends. I don't even know where Dallas Goddard went to high or college at. I know it's SDU, San South Diego Dakota. University or something like yeah, that. Yeah, San Diego University. That's what it is. So, you know, so, but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. You got one, though? You got one? All right. Damn. We're working on it. I had to work, think about it. We're working on it. I bet you if I would have named somebody who went to the U, you would have got it for sure. Possibly. Because you would have, all right, who went to the U? First people all right, USC, okay. Yeah, but there's no wide receiver. If you did the Cleveland you? Browns with David Njoku, I would have known it. Yeah, I would have right. known it. All right, here we go. Wide receiver one. Fuck, I forgot where Mario Cooper went. Alabama. Wide receiver one went to Alabama. Wide receiver two. I don't know where Donald People Jones went. Okay. Michigan. That's right. He went to Michigan. Uh, tight end. Went to the U. Went to the U. Running, Running back. back went to Georgia. Yep. I don't know the wide receiver three. All right, let me do one more for you. All right. Wide receiver one went to Texas A&M. Wide receiver two went to Penn State. Running back, I don't know where your running back went. I already knew who it was. (laughs) As soon as I said Texas (laughs) A&M. The dude who was getting, the dude who made Johnny Manziel look good. Let's be real. Yes. Let's be real. Mr. I don't watch tape. Facts. Let's be honest, for it. like Johnny Manziel won the Heisman that year because of Mike Evans. Now I'm gonna have to watch the, the those uh what's it called? Swamp Boys. But what's the name of the series? Untold. Untold. Yeah. Uh, well, Swamp Boys is just is that Untold? It's Untold. It's too. Untold. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's Untold. Untold's got some really good shit on there on the on the, on the Netflix. Man. Not quite thirty for thirty though. Yeah, nah. I mean, okay. I don't know, man. It's kind of competing with thirty for thirty. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. I'm not fucking with the four letter these days, bro. All right. And when was the last time we got a good thirty for thirty from the four letter? Is it up there like Dark Side? It's pretty good. Okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like it. All right. Next week, we'll go over some fantasy football sleepers. Yeah. But not until after our drafts. Screw no, you guys. No, we got to go listening to our drafts. Yeah. We got to go to our drafts first. Well, I've, I've already had two drafts already. Me too. One of them, I feel like I got a really good team. The other one, I'm like, eh. I do got a good team in my, in my, second, my second league. One, one of my drafts, the one that I had the first pick in, I feel like, let me see your mean face. Eek. The only bad thing about my second team that I really like is I got to cheer for a Buffalo Bills quarterback for, 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 the rain, for you know what I'm saying? It's 50 bucks a person, so it's $500. I mean, yeah, you got to get that money. You got to make that money, gotta, man. I mean, so I got I to gotta cheer for a Buffalo Bills quarterback for at least Fantasy at least football makes you root for everybody. And I hate it, boy. Especially when they're going to play the Patriots. I'm like, no, don't throw a touchdown. Yeah, throw a touchdown. Fuck. You're going to be all over the fucking place. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Any final shout outs? Shout out to the Patriots, man. We got the 53-man roster. We know what they're going to do. Watch out for the New England Patriots. I don't know how many times i got to tell you. Watch out for the Patriots. Do you know what You know what kind of pissed me off? What's that? I got a, a freaking alert the other day. Breaking news from the four-letter. Damar Hamlin made the 53-man roster. That is breaking news. He almost died. Bro, he was on the fucking team last year. He was one of their most up-and-coming players last year. Of course he's going to make the fucking 53-man roster. Why the fuck do we got to know that? 
Could they give him that man? That was my final thought. Fuck the four letter. It's a 15 minutes of fame, but I feel you on that. This has been another edition of No Boundaries. I'm your boy Craig Wiley. For my boy Derek Fugers, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace out.